All right, you guys, welcome back to the Low Bottom High Rise podcast with myself, Moira Kasaba, and I am thrilled to be bringing you the one and only Jeanette May on the show today. So thanks for being here, Jeanette. Uh, I'm excited to be here. It's fun to like see your beautiful face and feel oh. your energy and let's see what magic happens on the yes. show. Absolutely. Well, I've been following you, as I said, right before we started recording for a long time. And you're, you're just such an inspiration. I mean, you literally teach and inspire millions of people around the world, millions. And, you know, I was going to, as I start out, most podcasts is kind of titling people, which is so <laughs> funny how we put people in a box, right? Totally. But you do, you do it all. You know, you coach, you speak, you are an author, you have a company. But I really want to ask you, like, how would you... I hate to use the word title, but title or define Danette. It's interesting that we're talking about titles because in business sense, I always tell like my team, I hate titles yes. and I've never, I've never really understood them. I understand people mm-hmm. like, they like knowing where they fit and right. I've always just told the team, I'm like, I'm just a creator. I'm yes. a creator and I don't look at myself in these certain realms that maybe other people put me in. I, right just feel that I am a creator. I love that. I love that. That word has been coming to me so recently. Like I was walking home from a beach walk the other day and I was in this really reflective state and I was, I was feeling that like, I, I just want to, you know, go away to an Island for a month so I can create, (laughs) so I can really tap into what, you know, God, the universe, whatever you want to call it has like the work that I need to bring into the world. And you've done so much of that. And it wasn't always this glamorous or this beautiful or this, you know, vibrant for you. And so before we kind of go in, because what I always love to hear from my like entrepreneurial brain is like the journey to now and and how Mm -hmm. that all came to be. But there was a time, there was a moment, there was kind of what I I also have had on my heart recently, like it's a dark night of the soul, right? Mm -hmm. But it's a dark night of the soul that is, you and I can both look back on those times in our life and know that it's like the most beautiful time for the soul. It's it's right before kind of the awakening and the becoming. So can you share, do you mind share, sharing some of that? No, no, I... I'm open to sharing all this because now when I'm in it or others are in it, I like clap because Mm -hmm. I now know what's on the other side of really hard things. And I do know why there's hard things in each one of our lives. It is the refiner's fire. Mm -hmm. And it is this opportunity to be molded into the truest creation of who you are. And if you can take the heat and you can you know, as Napoleon Hill always says, out of chaos comes equal or greater good. And you can hold on as you're in the washing machine and hold on while you're getting fired up yes. and know that beautiful things are coming. Um, they will, they will be yeah. really even more refined and beautiful than ever. So for me, you know, some of these refiner fires were, you know, divorce is hard. I mean, that was a refiner's fire and it was a refiner's fire because I had to learn some really hard things. And then I also had to learn to forgive and then also losing my child. Once again, really hard things. And also had to learn to forgive. And there's this beautiful message for me around forgiveness that I've seen over and over in my life. And that to me is that refinement is when Mm. I choose to forgive, I become more and more refined. Mm. And, um, those, 
you know, there's so many moments in my life, but I think those two were really, um, some really refiner moments for me that have helped me a lot in my journey. Yeah. I love that. And let's tap into forgiveness for a second, because I think people struggle with it. And I think there's a lot of different ways to look at it. And the way that, you know, one of the things that really shifted forgiveness for me wasn't saying that whatever happened was okay. Yeah. But getting to the place that I can say, whatever happened, I'm grateful for what it built, right? I'm grateful for who it made me become. Yeah. And so how would you kind of help people through that might be listening that are struggling with forgiveness? I love that way you wrote that or you stated that because that's really powerful. I actually was just talking about this concept because I think sometimes really hard things can happen to us, to us, mm-hmm. um, whether we want to label betrayal or, um, just cruelty, right? Yeah. Some things are in those categories to yes. us. And I think oftentimes we have a really hard time as humans forgiving because then we feel like if we've let go or we've moved on, we're somehow on a very subconscious level condoning it yes. or saying it's okay that it actually happened because I've let it go. Mm-hmm. And so we want to keep that energetic thread because we want people to know and we want our soul to know, I don't want this ever to happen to me right. again and I'm not okay with this. So I look at forgiveness oftentimes when it comes to those really harder things like that to say, this isn't about me subconsciously saying this is okay because I'm letting it go. This is about me energetically letting go of the tie because I don't want to feed it anymore. I'm not going to feed this behavior. I'm not going to feed this experience because the more, whether I give it negative energy or positive energy, it's still energy. And I want to free myself from that energy so that I am living into my fullest expression, because if Mm. my energy is there, it's not somewhere else. Right. And so, um, it's about freeing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so beautifully put. I love that. So let's dig in. Cause I just had my earth echo, um, uh, cacao, by the you way. Did? So I'm like totally addicted. I somebody, um, <laughs> I am too. <laughs> I was on a girl's weekend and somebody had it and I tried it and I was like, this is amazing. And now it's really become part of my daily habits and my daily rituals that I look forward to so much. So you have so many different things going on in your life. Like you said, you're a creator, right? You're not in a box at all. Yeah. There, I would never put you in a box. <laughs> but how how did this journey begin? And like, how did everything come to, to be? You know, there was a book, yeah. there's speaking, there's coaching, there's the Earth Echo Company, there's Manifestival, which I can't wait to talk to you about. So all <laughs> of these things. Where yeah. did this journey begin and how did it all unfold? Yeah, you know, I think there's this little girl who's always been into creation and this little girl who's been curious about life. And the people that I actually really looked up to weren't people that were just successful at one thing, but tried on many outfits, many hats and, and just lived life. Like, yeah. Like the older woman that would just learn how to surf. I was, yes, that's amazing. So I would watch this stuff as a kid. And I, and I think there's always that been that curiosity in me. And it wasn't until, cause I, I really did live in a box in a lot of ways. I had these certain definitions of who I thought Danette was. And I tried to follow them as being a mom in this way in my religion and in my marriage. And I, I didn't really explore. I wasn't exploring a lot. I just stayed in that box. And 
I feel like the passing of my son and me unraveling, I was just yeah. like, I'm at my rock bottom. Like, yeah, it doesn't matter anymore. People are going to judge. Right. I feel judged by my intimate family. So yeah. what do I want to do for me? And because it was really that it really was, do I take my life or do I live my life? I just saw that on your Instagram and I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. That I is think there's so power freaking- in there. There is so much power in that. And, you know, we don't want everyone to have to get to that moment because I've been there where it was like, I'm either going to take my life or I'm going to create it. And so it's almost like also, how do we give people the tools that they need to not have to ride the elevator all the way down, right? To be able to make that decision at a time in their life where maybe they're just unfulfilled or unhappy to really, because because so many successful people and people that are living lives like you and I get to live, unfortunately, it came from a really hard road, you know? <laughs> and maybe it's, that's the gift. I don't, I wouldn't yeah. say that everybody has to go down that path to get it because I, right. I really try right now to live in this life where I'm like, I don't want to, I want to see the signs quicker. I want to learn from things quicker. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I'm doing that without having to hit rock bottom all the time. But sometimes I think as individuals and I call them refiners fire moments because some of us do go there and it's because we can't go any farther. We only have up to go. And so that's why I do celebrate when people are there. Cause I'm like, yeah. if you make a certain choice, it's going to catapult your life. Yes. And, um, you know, my life wasn't, it wasn't an overnight situation. It was every day making choices mm-hmm. to rewrite my story yeah. and to really go what lights me up and what's coming to me. And, you know, I was just, um, reflecting on this in my journal practice. Cause I have this soul time practice and the soul time practice this morning. And I think this is Honestly, what I'm going to share with you right now, I think is something that I've been doing for years and what is what's created the superfood company. It's what's created, you know, the books and the speaking and just the fun adventures and manifestable is I was reflecting on if this energy that creates galaxies, that creates all the stars, that creates just to the simple flower and butterfly that's so beautiful created me. Yes. Like if you can really look at that and go, I was created from that same energy and that same energy creates imagination in me. Yes. And if that imagination's in me, what am I imagining? And yeah. if I'm imagining a superfood company or I'm imagining Manifestival, this, this music experience, or I'm manifesting speaking on this stage or writing this book, who am I not to do it? Who yes. am I not to step into it? Yes. And I feel that me remembering that's truth yes. and me stepping into that knowing has made all the difference. Oh, that's everything. It's just everything, right? Mm-hmm. And I say that all the time to kind of challenge people that are, I'll speak about women in general, you know, just women of faith, you know, women can be just pillars of faith and conviction in their faith mm-hmm. and belief. They have this deep seated belief and then they don't believe in themselves. And I'm like, well, you might want to look the same. It's all the same. And we can't Mm -hmm. say that we believe in this thing that created us and then not believe in ourselves. And, and I really believe that, I mean, anything like the, the things have not been done and created in the world yet that are going to be created, that are going to just seem completely impossible 
And those crazy world-changing things that are going to be created can be created by me, can be created by you, or any other person on the planet. We all have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Um, and I think that we often think that some people have one situation right. that might be a piece to the puzzle more than another person. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us get the same ideas and a lot of the same inspiration and it's just who's willing to grab it and go. Right. Um, because a lot of us have the exact same dreams. Right. Yeah. And, and I think you- we all can do them if we want to. Yeah. And when you grab it and go, and this is something I want the audience to hear, when you grab it and go, the like the universe shows up on a massive level for you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. So yeah. let's go back to where did you begin, kind of, you know, this you had this dark night of the soul. And what was first? What came first? The book, the coaching? What were you doing at that time in your life? Um, so I didn't have barely any pennies to rub together. So I certainly (laughs) wasn't hiring a coach. (laughs) I, um, I would use YouTube to get inspiration every single day. So priming myself every single day with inspiration was really important. I started first with writing out, uh, affirmations and truth statements that Mm. didn't really feel true, but I wrote out and would read it every day. Um, And then from there, I remember thinking I wanted to help women when it came to food because I was noticing that food was helping me with my depression. And I have a love for food. I have a love for superfoods, truly. Like I I have this connection to superfoods. So do I. My my first Instagram (laughs) handle had the word superfood in it. Oh, really? No way. That's awesome. Yeah. No, like I'm like, I feel like if, if for those who believe in like multiple dimensions and maybe lives, I'm like, I for sure was a food alchemist, like, like stirring in different concoctions. Cause I just do that naturally all the time. And I feel like plants are telling me, mix me with this, mix me with this. I love that. So that's kind of where it started was I was like, Oh, I want to show, I want to help people, uh, awaken through food. And so I created meal plans and then I created fitness programs because I was also into movement and movement for healing. And then it led me to really understanding the power of the mind uh, because I started waking up to that. You know, it didn't start with my mind and then food. I don't believe, I believe it started with food, which led me to the power of my mind. And I was like, Whoa, Whoa. I was like like fitness and nutrition for my whole life. And then when I discovered the whole mind component, just like you said, whoa, like, yeah, this it's is, a whoa this is moment the key that it, unlocks it all. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I think, um, some people start with the mind and then understand the power of their mind. And then that leads them on a, a train to superfoods or like just healing foods or even movement, or it gets moved the other direction, like you and I, Yeah, and that's why I'm such a pat. I'm always going to be passionate around foods and yeah. movement because I believe it was my base to yeah. everything else. And it still is, yeah. but, um, meditation is what led me to creating these programs because then I started really understanding of the power of going into what a lot of people are labeling the quantum, but it, yeah. I was just doing it through these certain meditations mm-hmm. that I was doing. And that's when I was like, I have to find a marketing person. Yeah. And that's when I was like, I'm not doing this myself. Yeah. And those visions came, I wasn't connected to anyone. I had no money. And so I was finding, I would get hits of inspiration to reach out to certain people to hear about partnering with me. Yeah. 
and that's Isn't how it that all the started. coolest? Like, I don't think people understand. We we think meditation, and they're like, oh yeah, I should do that. Just like I should exercise. Just like I should eat right. But meditation is really the key to unlocking every single thing you want. I mean, the 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 it's such a crazy experience still to this day sitting in a meditation, and you might even be focused on one thing, and like out of nowhere. Totally. I always feel it like I always think of it like a drop from God from above, just like bloop, comes into my mind. And it's like this person. And I'm like, wait, I wasn't even thinking about anything in that realm. Or you just get these ideas and these moments of clarity and these messages. Yeah. And if we could all spend more time there, and I'm I'm needing to tell myself this, right? Because I, mm-hmm. I need to do it more often. But yeah. that is, and that's the most blissful state we can be in. Yeah, there's just, it's exactly that. You guys, for those who are like, oh, I want to meditate for the mere fact of um, to start into a practice because it's not about, oh, I'm going to get downloads or I'm going to get an idea because what I just shared before is like imagination, consciousness wants to work through us. Like it Mm -hmm. just does. And so I always say, start with meditation with the intention to um, just connect. Yeah. Just connect with your breath which is basically creator or divine energy connecting with your breath. And then from that practice and from that consistency comes these sometimes magical moments and, and not, and that's not the end goal because we are already magic. We are already receiving whether we're meditating or not. It just gives us a moment to get Mm -hmm. still enough to hear. Yes. Yes. And it's so interesting. You just said that because I say a lot of times, listen to the whisper. Mm -hmm. And I think that those rock bottom moments, unfortunately, come on the heels of many years of not listening. Totally. You know, (laughs) right? (laughs) Totally. We haven't been listening at all. And then, you know, the whisper gets louder and louder and louder. I always say, and then it kind of knocks you up the head. So you have to pay attention. And that is the beautiful thing that you and I, at this point in our lives, we listen to the whisper. We're tuned in so much more that, you know, we're making millions of decisions on a daily basis, whether Mm -hmm. to turn right or turn left or to wear this or wear that or to, you know, everything. And when you're more tuned in, you're just more tapped into that creative energy force and power. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Meditation. Meditation. Game changer. changer. (laughs) That's where it began. So that's where it began. So it started with programs. So it started with online programs. And then um, that, and it started not just with online programs. It started with me listening. Who do I need to partner with? I would not be here today without the amazing team that I had. Um, And I have, I mean, it, it took a team. It took a lot of different skill sets to create this. And I do say this, and I think I have a feeling you have a lot of women listening because I see a lot of women trying to go into business Mm -hmm. and doing it themselves. Like, like they're going to get a better badge. It's like women have, are fighting. I don't know why I'm going off on this tangent, but it's true. I feel like women, if I'm going to stereotype that are in this entrepreneur, it seems like we're constantly trying to fight a battle that really isn't meant to be fought because we're above it now. Like of like, I'm, I am fighting a system. Like women are, feel like they're fighting a system and I hate to say against men, but it's almost like they're like, I get this badge if I do it myself. And I'm like, no, just get it done. Just bring the dream out and partner with people and collaborate with people. And 
there's more than enough for everyone. You don't have Absolutely. to take it all on yourself and you're, you're still going to be rewarded. Like I know yeah. everybody wants to be seen for being amazing at something. And I'm like, yeah, but it's hard to be seen if you're doing it by yourself. Right. Right. And it's hard to be seen when you're run into the ground, exhausted and burn out. Right. It's mm-hmm. like, because the energy mm-hmm. that we show up with is everything, totally. everything. Totally. Yeah. Uh, okay. So then the programs and then the book, um, the, are you talking about the rise book and embrace abundance? Yes, 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 absolutely. Yeah. That was an interesting manifestation yeah. because I, yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to go back to what you said. We were like, I just want to take a month off and go in inspiring spaces. And I was chuckling to myself because <laughs> I had a dream that I would be an author with Hay House Publishing yeah. because all of the books that had really transformed my life yep. came from Hay House authors. So I was like, yes. I would love to be a Hay House author. Yes. And I remember, um, I got a meeting with them. This was, I don't even know what year, but it was many years ago. And I'm sitting in New York with a meeting with a woman from Hay House as their representative. And they are like, we want to buy your nutrition book. And I was like, my nutrition book? That was already out, which was already (laughs) crushing it online. And they wanted to give me a very small amount that I probably made in like one month on my own online practices or maybe even three weeks. Yeah. Or this nutrition book. So you can imagine me going, I always wanted to be a Hay House author. Is this the moment when I'm supposed to say yes? Because I created this meeting somehow. I've always wanted this. But the answer was no. Mm. And the, and I honored myself because I was like, here's the deal. I do, but it's everything. Yeah. yeah, And I'm going to share this because I don't know if someone needs this story Mm. or maybe even you, I'm not sure, but I remember in this moment being like, I want to be a Hay House author so bad, Yeah, but no, not this book. I want to write a metaphysical book. I want to write about things that I can't, I'm not creating online programs for. Right. And I can make so much money off this, like this nutrition book. Obviously it wasn't about the money, but I was like, I want to write what I want to write in a metaphysical way with Hay House, like a book that had had transformed my life, not a nutrition book. So I said no. And I remember thinking, wow, I just turned away a vision, but I was honoring myself. Right. I don't know how many years later, I can't remember now. I literally get a call from Hay House and they're like, the CEO wants to meet with you. Wow. In person. Because I was already going to be I just got goosebumps for you. Yeah. I didn't have an agent. I didn't have a book proposal. I was like, I'm going to be in La Jolla filming some fitness content. If he would like to come to the place where I'm filming, that'd be great. And we sat down and had this lovely conversation and he turns to me and he goes, I really hope that you'll choose to write a book for Hay House. And I was like, of course I want to write a book for Hay House. And he's like, whatever you want to write it on, we would love to have you. And he was like, why don't you just submit what you think would be great to have it written on? We just want you to choose us. And we were hoping you could do it in six weeks. (laughs) Wow. Actually write the whole book in six weeks. Yeah. Wow. And you know, it's so interesting you say six weeks because I've always known that there's multiple books within me that are meant to be created Mm -hmm. and written. And I think people think it's, and it is daunting and people say it's the hardest thing I've ever done in my life, but it doesn't have to take four years, five years to write a book. Like if you can sit down. So is this why I'm going to Bora Bora? (laughs) No, that's where I'm going to laugh. I'm going to tell you. So I am thinking Hay House is 
everywhere I want to be. And, and now I'm being asked to write it for my truth, not yeah. for what they want. What does Danette feel is what the message. So I took that up to meditation. I took that up to prayer, but I knew I had six weeks because they were like, you have an event coming up. Why don't you get it done before this event? It'd be great. Wow. We're going to fast track it. Because by the way, people, for those of you who are listening, books are typically have an 18 month lifespan of you having time to write it. You have editing back and forth. And then there's all these other things. They were fast tracking the sucker. So I six probably weeks. had a, yeah, like less, probably a little less than six weeks to actually turn That's, it fully in. That's crazy. And I, I had dreams too, of being in like Bora Bora and a beautiful <laughs> setting, writing a book. And no, I was on a makeshift desk down oh in my ba basement. Cause I didn't even have a desk. We were running a business so fast and so furious. Yeah. I was just down in my basement bedroom on this wobbly, wasn't even a desk. It's more of a console to put decorations on yeah. chair. And I was writing my first book there because that's, awesome. that's what was being presented. So I want to yeah. say that it doesn't have to always look the way you think it's yeah, going to look. Absolutely. Just do it messy. Just do it messy. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think that's the most important thing is, you know, I've been coaching and teaching and just really, you know, how you kind of get stuck on a topic for a while. I've just been stuck on this topic of like, you just have to start. Like we have to get out of overthinking and all caught up in our heads. And just yeah. if the whisper is there, if the calling is there, like you just have to start putting one foot in front of the other and take action. That is really, truly, I believe the only difference between the 90% that aren't doing it and want to be doing it. And the 10% that are right. the 10%, like you said earlier, they just had the guts to do it. They just mm -hmm. had the guts to take action. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and so what was that experience like with Hay House and the book launch? I mean, I love Hay House personally. Yes, I mean, everyone I've been has listening their... to Wayne Dyer since I was like 10. Yeah. I mean, I, I actually have a lot of respect for the CEO and their, um, just their management. I, I've heard so many stories about people with writing books, whether it's self-publishing or with mm -hmm. different publishing houses and they don't have the same experience. I don't know why there's been some hard things I've heard, but I, my experience was really positive yeah. and I really, I really love working with them and I'll write more books with them. I'm sure. Yeah, That's yeah. awesome. That's yeah. incredible. And then, mm -hmm. so then were, was the speaking kind of after the book, how did that come to be? Speaking kind of was always there, but I yeah. sense that when you step into, um, like a business and you people start to notice like what you've created, then they want you to speak. And yeah. that just kind of came hand in hand. And I started learning that I loved speaking, that I really yeah. loved sharing in that way. And so then I was like, okay, I'm open to this. And once yeah. again, when you become open to it, you just get more opportunities. And then I started creating my own opportunities. Cause then I was yeah. like, well, I'm going to speak to my audience and I'm going to put on an event. But, um, yeah, so that kind of was kind of going hand in hand. You'll, a lot of life just kind of goes hand in hand. And the yeah. superfood company too was kind of going hand in hand because I was like, I know I'm supposed to create this superfood product, Cacao Bliss. And my team's like, so good. It is so good. I love it. I think my team, I think my team, if they were on there, like we just hold on for dear life with Danette because I'm the one who tells <laughs> what we're doing and they yeah. just execute, but they're like, they're like always, cause I'll be like, I'm going to take a break on content creation. I'm going to yeah. let you guys just finish up things. And they're like, we just know when that time's up, we better be ready because you're <laughs> <gonna> be like, <laughs> yes. all these ideas. <laughs> I love that. I love it so much. Um, well, tell me about manifestable, which looks like my dream. I mean, when I first saw this, I was like, this 
is like my wildest dreams come to life. You have to yes. come to I have event. to come. Yes. So yes. Tell me how it came to be, what it looks like. How, how many have you done? Well, we've done two now. Two? Um, okay. They're a massive production. So oh it's totally gosh. different. You know, okay, I'm going to back up. I would get these visions in meditation around these stadiums. I would see mm -hmm. these stadiums and actually I started Googling stadiums after I'd see these stadiums and yeah. actually I saw the exact stadiums. I, I know some of them where I'm yeah. going to actually be because uh, I was like, how did I see that without being in that stadium or ever right. seeing? Right. So that was it. That's been interesting. But I would then I would be like, I somehow I was seeing sound and people moving mm -hmm. And, but not just like swaying, like moving. And right. I was seeing like all this light coming out of people and like creation happening from these, Ugh. like all these bodies of people. And I was like, I'm not a singer. Yeah. So this was an evolution. I would see this vision. I probably saw it for like five years wow. and I couldn't quite understand what it was Yeah. because I'm not a singer. I definitely don't know anything about music. Um, I like music, but I know right. nothing about music and I just couldn't, all the pieces started to come. And it was really when I took, I said, told the team, I'm going to take a year off. I didn't quite make it a year, but I was like, I'm not yeah. creating anything new. I'm going to keep working, but I'm yeah. not creating anything new. The visions got clearer and clearer. Mm -hmm. And I was seeing that I was taking ancient sound frequencies mm -hmm. and infusing them into music that you want to dance to because the body is an antenna. Yes. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like a DJ. I And I've never DJed before. Yes. So then I was like, whoa. So then I started working with producers, saying, studying and going deep. Like I'm talking about yeah. stuff that's not on the internet that you, we were like going into these ancient, like, uh, like ancient Egyptian for a lot of it, but um, even, even ancient um, African sound frequencies, taking yeah. frequencies of animals or mm -hmm. plants and then infusing them. Cause when we started to see, oh my gosh, there's actually a scientific correlation for different healings inside of the body. So doing, it's been like a good year and a half, like study, 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 working wow. in the studio, infusing it in, and then studying the impact of visuals on our, like our DNA yeah. and also all of the different alignments in the body. So then that's where Manifestival came about because it's been nuts to take people into this container wow. of these sound frequencies moving their body. They have an intention. They're seeing the visuals. They're dancing. They're in bliss. And yeah. their intentions are happening. I'm talking big ones, people yeah. that have had cancer. Literally, doctors are like, you are in remission. Do not move your body. Oh my gosh. Cancer gone. A week later, I believe it. specialists and they're, I the specialists it. are like, the cancer's gone. We wow. don't even know this looked like maybe it wasn't even cancer in the first place. Ba people that have been trying to have babies for eight years, like mm. they have lost fallopian pregnant. Like we're talking miracle after miracle in yeah. this container. So I'm super excited because it's going um, into different locations around the globe and so exciting. See what happens. Yeah. And I mean, to me, somebody that like knows all this and I mean, I say believes in it. I, it, I To me, it's not even something you have to believe in. It's just the way the world works, you know, but that's just my brain. <laughs> But that has nothing like that has ever been created. You know, you can go to a meditation retreat where you're kind of sitting very still and quiet and meditate mm -hmm. for three or four days or be in silence yeah. or whatever. But for me, it's always been, and I don't know music. I'm horrible at like name that tune. Yeah, but totally. <laughs> music 
gets me yeah. there so yeah. fast, mm-hmm. you know, and visual. That's why like YouTube videos and you, I love that you said you started out kind of just like watching YouTube videos for inspiration. Cause that was me. That was really the catalyst that shifted me mm-hmm. with creating this practice of waking up and just watching and listening. And so yeah. it was that audio visual that would like just transfer me into a different state so quickly Mm-hmm. And that doesn't exist anywhere in the world, except now it does. <laughs> I'm excited about it. <laughs> so amazing. So when is the next one? Where can people find out about this? Yeah. So we have um, a website, go to manifestival.com. Um, some of these private venues are booking me. So the next big, big one is at the largest biohacking conference in Amsterdam in October. And then the next one after that's in Denver and it's a women's conference, which I think I can invite people to that women's conference. I don't know. If you want to go to Amsterdam, you can go to Amsterdam yeah. too. <laughs> um, but those are the bigger ones that are coming down the pipeline that are pretty open to the public. If that's wow. your cup of tea. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes. The cacao is my cup of tea and Manifestival is my cup of tea. <laughs> so we do do cacao a lot at Manifestival. I just did one in Sedona and we added cacao to it because cacao is just an amplifier. It's amazing. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And oh, okay. So I still want to go back and just kind of ask you as we wrap up in a minute where everybody can plug into just all of your different resources and what you offer. But <laughs> Before we do that, let's pivot back just for a moment to the superfood company. What are the different product offerings and can you kind of just dig into the why behind each of them? Yeah. Yeah. I have this big fascination with ancient nutrition Mm -hmm. and really these indigenous tribes and indigenous ways that were consuming certain foods for optimal health and performance. And there are certain foods around the globe that do this. And so I started researching that cacao bliss was the first product that was born. And honestly, I, I thought it was just going to be cacao bliss. Yeah. I didn't know that more would come. Yeah. Um, but you but should I know I, better I, by now there's always more coming for you. <laughs> <I know. laughs> My team knows, but I I'm still catching up, but I, cause then I, I studied about the Mayans, the Aztecas with raw cacao and like taking these superfoods and infusing it because cacao is such an amplifier. Once it's consumed in the body, it goes into the cells really quick. So we added superfoods to it. And it's just, honestly, I know it's the healthiest drink on the market. Um, I know that it's the best, but you know, now more people are trying to do something like it, but they're like, they're like, they're missing it because they're not using ceremonial grade cacao. They're not using organic ingredients. So cacao bliss is the first product. And then it it turned into, I looked into India and that's where golden superfood bliss, because India uses these um, like turmeric, as we all know, is Mm -hmm. really great for the skin and inflammation in the body. It's got um, ashwagandha, which calms Mm -hmm. the nervous system and all these different superfoods that were really stemmed from that culture. And then we started creating um, like chocolates that are yes. functional chocolates. So chocolates that are good for your brain, good for your sleep, good for oh. your probiotic and prebiotic and just playing yeah. around with what do people actually want to eat and consume that are actually going to be good mm-hmm. for you. So there's a whole host of different ingredients. Island yeah. Bliss is probably my favorite right now. Really? Yeah. I haven't tried I mean, it yet. I need to order what? some. I We're know. I know. Some. Oh my gosh. How about that? How about we Please just send do. you some? I love that. And no, you know, Island Bliss is so good. I, oh. I tell anyone, try it and we'll give you your money back if you don't love it. Oh, it's like the wow. best, it's the most nutrient dense greens on the market and it wow. tastes like 
pineapple orange. Oh, that was a huge, that took a couple years to yeah. uh, make that. So it was amazing. That is no easy undertaking at all. That's a <laughs> not huge... if you're trying to make it taste good. <laughs> right, right. Absolutely. Yeah. How yeah. do you use them like on a probably daily basis? Are you mixing them with what at what time of day? I'm just yeah, curious. No, Island Bliss is a daily thing for me. I think I, cause I just add water to it with yeah. ice. Like it's refreshing and it curbs craving super fast mm-hmm. for me. Um, so I, it keeps me really healthy and it's, it's yeah. basically serving of fruits and veggies and all your micros. Wow. So you, it's super good for you, but I think it tastes good. So I start my day with that. Mm. And then I sometimes add fresh lemon to it. You don't have to, but cause yeah. I always do lemon water anyway. Yeah. And you'd be surprised. I actually don't start my day with cacao bliss every day. My husband adds it to his coffee, coffee every day. Yeah. I would fly to the moon if I <laughs> add it to my coffee. I do not. Um, I do one or the other. Yeah. And, um, but I have cacao every afternoon. So, you know, when yeah. you're that's like, when I feel like just yeah. on a, like cellular visceral level, that's when my body wants it for sure. Yep. Is that my afternoon, afternoon when I need a little energy and I need to focus and mm-hmm. I just want to have something yummy and sweet. I make a really good cacao drink. Mm, so that's what I do. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Well, before we officially wrap up, I want to ask you this question. Somebody asked me this um, a couple podcast episodes ago, the interviews that I was on and I was like, gosh, it's such a great question. Ooh. Because it's it's so broad and so everyone can answer it so originally. So how would you define success? Mm, I honestly, success to me is really living into your soul's purpose, letting mm-hmm. consciousness breathe through you. Love that. Oh, so good. So yeah. good. I, I I need a daily dose of Danette every single day, <laughs> which I can get and I, I have been getting through Instagram and everything else you're doing. <laughs> But as we wrap up, what are your offerings that people can kind of tap into? What are the different types of programs and things? I mean, that you there's have out so there? many programs and yeah. offerings. I think just go to JeanetteMay.com and when you click okay. on the programs, you can do there's so many of them. I do high level coaching you can be a part of, or you can do do an online course. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously you can go to manifestful.com if you want to be a part of that experience. Yes. Oh, and I have it. my own podcast. So it's called yeah. Manifestival. So you can tune into my podcast as well. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Danette, this conversation did not disappoint. I knew <laughs> that it would just like light me up and fill my soul. Thank you. Thank you just for being here, but thank you for just truly thank you for tapping in to that connection because through you, so much light has been brought into the world and so much beauty and I just, I, I just, just don't stop. Don't uh, stop for the rest. You too. Thank you for being that reflection and for who you are and you doing this amazing podcast. Like it's so cool. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, thanks for being on guys. We will see you next week. Make sure you tag Danette and myself in the episode and we'll tune in next week. That's a wrap on today's episode. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. Thanks for listening. I want to remind you to subscribe, rate, and review the show on Apple Podcasts. That would be super, super helpful to us. And share in your social media. Tag me. I love hearing what you guys have to say, your takeaways, all the things. So make sure you're tagging me in your social media posts when you share the episodes. And we will see you next week.